good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening, whatever time it is, man, I am glad you are back, and I hope things are doing well. I'm Paul, this is Pauline Theology, and we are doing a daily devotional, and we're in Ruth, guys. We're looking through Ruth, we're seeing what God has to say to us through this book of the Bible in the Old Testament. We're doing both Old Testament and New Testament. We just got done with Galatians. It was great. And now we've moved to Ruth in the Old Testament. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope your day continues to be wonderful. Yesterday was great. And I know that it can be bad at some times because we see in Ruth that some stuff has been struggling in her life as well. She just lost her husband or her daughters-in-laws lost their husbands, so she lost her sons. It's, it's been a horrible time, man, so much so that she has said that her name is no longer Naomi. She says, call me Mara. Bitterness. Yeah, it's been tough for her. So um, we'll see what's happening now, where we're at in the scriptures. and We're in Ruth chapter 2, verse 1 through 13. It says, now Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech whose name was Boaz, and Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one, in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come upon a portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from the Bethlehem and said to the reapers, May the Lord be with you. And they said to him, May the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servants, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is that? A servant in charge of the reapers replied, She's the young Moabitess who returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus she came and remained from the morning until now. She has been sitting in the house for a little while. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my daughter. Do not go and glean in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from here, or I'm sorry, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my maids. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. When you are thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have you found favor in my sight, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? Boaz replied to her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has full, been fully reported to me, and how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and came to a people you did not previously know. May the Lord reward your work, and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wing you have come to seek refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and indeed have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. So what we got going on here? It looks like uh, Ruth has to get some work. She has to feed and has to take care. And what does she do? Well, she goes out and gleans the corners of the field. This was actually something that was instituted in the um, the laws, is that you, you allow the foreigner, the, the, uh, the, the widow, the people that are of ill repute. Well, I guess not necessarily ill repute, but People that are just not normal people get to go out and glean the corners of the field to gather what is left. Um, that's an institution that God uh, gave to them because they wanted them to remember that 
that you were people like this in the land of Egypt. And so you need to take care of those who are once in the same position that you were in. But yeah, she's going out there gleaning these fields and, and working hard and doing all that. And Boaz took notice of her, man. And Boaz was like, man, who is that woman that's been out there working hard? What is she doing? He says, hey, she's been working hard, man, you know, trying to get the food because her, her, her husband died, her, her mother-in-law's husband died, and and she really uh, uh, just trying to take care of, of her mother-in-law just to be with her to help her because she knows she needs help. And Boaz was like, man, that's pretty dope. So Boaz goes and talks to, to Ruth and tells her this stuff. He says, I, I took notice of you. He's like, actually, he says, man, you stay here. And you get to eat uh, all the glean from all the stuff I got. You thirsty? You go drink from my water. I got the folks not going to touch you, man. They ain't going to do nothing to you, man. And you can just work like you're a part of my crew here, man. And she said, wow. Like, why would you do this? And Boaz said it's because of her character. I mean, she has loved her grandma. Her grandma. She's loved her mother-in-law and cared for her mother-in-law. Because... She's just a wonderful girl, I guess. I actually, I think it's because uh, <laughs> I think it's because of the influence, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, over Ruth is that the influence of God in her mother-in-law's life has been transmitted to Ruth. The faith that which um, Naomi and her family lived in has transferred into Ruth. And so because of that, Ruth is doing what she believes is right and taking care of her mother. That's faith that's been transferred from a generation to another generation. And that's powerful stuff. See, Boaz is like, man, I saw, you, I saw you do these things, man. You're doing something for somebody that is not even a part of your people. Ruth also recognizes that Boaz is doing something. She's not a Israelite. She's actually a Moabite. And there's a pretty difficult history between Moabites and, and uh, Israelites. In Genesis, we see that uh, Moabites will forever be against the people of Israel because of the sin of their father and his daughter, Lot and his two daughters, who, uh, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and read Genesis right, right after the Sodom and Gomorrah event, and you'll find out. What is this saying about God? Well, we can see that God takes care of his people. Ruth is able to glean from the, the corners of this field, but not only that, he's actually, or she's actually being able to stay and hang out with the maids. I mean, she's not just gleaning from the corners, but she's actually gleaning from the, the good stuff, the stuff that's actually supposed to be, supposed to be picked. She's given water. She's been given shelter and rest. I mean, God is watching over, uh, watching over this woman because of her dedication to her family. So God is in charge. He's still working things for the good. Whenever things seem difficult, God is still working things for the good. And we got a little foreshadowing here. It says, Naomi, who had a kinsman of her husband, a man of great wealth, named Boaz. So uh, because there is someone who is familial to Naomi now, 
Ruth has a way to get in marriage. I know that hasn't been talked about, spoiler alert, but it was a little foreshadowing because Boaz can take that role of husband of the kinsman redeemer. God is working. God is working some stuff here. God is indeed working in the background, doing some wonderful things that soon they will definitely recognize. What is the saying about uh, uh, mankind? Well, I think that it's saying that as a family or community of believers, we should be transferring our faith, living in such a way that would bring glory to God because of Ruth's influence on, or I'm sorry, because of Naomi's influence on Ruth, Ruth was willing and desired to stay even when it was a difficult situation for her. And not only that, but Ruth now is displaying that same type of faithfulness in her work, which catches the eye of Boaz. Her story catches the eye of Boaz, man. So faith transferred is so important as a family and community of God that we should be transferring our faith to the next generation. That's what it's saying about mankind is that those in Christ, it is just necessary for us to transfer this faith. How can I apply this in my own life? Well, obviously the thing about this is me transferring my faith. What is my, uh, uh, life looking like in my family? What is my um, transference look like? Am I doing the things that Naomi did by the way I act, talk, walk, represent myself? As my wife, is she becoming uh, more like Christ? Is my faith transferring over to her? Furthermore, man, I mean, it's also the fact that this transference in the family is, is really a bigger deal because in the community of the Israelites, uh, the, the, the whole people were a family. And so the same way am I doing this with the whole people of today, the church? Am I living in such a way that my faith would be transferred to the younger generations in the church? I mean, I need to be uh, discipling. I need to be teaching them to follow all the commands of Jesus. That's what Jesus says himself. So I need to, to be doing this. Am I doing it? And, and uh, how am I doing it? So I, I need to think about that, actually. That's the thing I need to think about. I need to find one person, somebody, to uh, begin this discipleship process to transfer the faith. So I guess that's my application. I got a real hard one now, guys. I need to find someone to begin transferring the faith. Well, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed today as we continue our study in Ruth. And we'll be back starting with uh, verse 14, chapter 2 in Ruth. Hope you guys find something to apply as you've been listening to this and realize that, man, we can look at the Bible. We can study the Bible. We can read through the Bible and we can understand the Bible. I'll see you guys in the next one.